Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Socially Distanced Podcast, episode number one. I'm your host. My name is Bill Bodkin, um, and I am here with a fellow father and a fellow socially distanced New Jerseyan, Al Manorino. What's going on, Al? Hi. So, this podcast, which is, um, I guess, officially slash unofficially is uh, powered by thepopbreak.com, where I am the editor-in-chief. Al is the, whether he likes it or not, managing editor. Um, we are, basically, this is, uh, podcast will be Al and my daily um, Facebook Messenger uh, messages and conversations uh, brought to podcast life. Due to the fact we are both uh, now, as mandated by the state of New Jersey, on uh, this Saturday in March, uh, March 21st, um, we are sheltered at home. So we are stuck in our houses uh, because of COVID-19. So we decided uh, this podcast, which has been a a long time coming, to finally do it. And um, so basically what this podcast is going to be, just us talking about pop culture, uh, sports, music, uh, comic books, movies, wrestling. No, you're not talking wrestling. Um, <laughs> you could try. You could try. Um, and all, all sorts of stuff. Uh, so this is like our pilot episode. Uh, if you hear a little sprightly voice in the background, it's my my daughter is behind me, my Sophie, uh, because she did not want to hang out with my wife. She wanted to hang out with me. And she's just watching crazy YouTube vlogs. She wants me to create a vlog with her now. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't. I don't want to do that. Uh, Wait, this is a vlog? No, 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 no. She what? No, she watches like these crazy vlogs. Like, uh, there's some e gamer um, who has a vlog with his daughter, and it's basically like every second of their life is is on a vlog. And I'm like, no, we are not doing that. Despite the fact they get like 10 million views an episode, I'm like, I can, I am not going to be exploiting your childhood for this. Um, but anyway. And- I'd be happy if this got two listens. Shit, man. I, I, I hope someone listens to this. I know my wife's not listening to it. It's not, yeah. a, it's not a murder podcast, so she's not listening to it. My wife has never listened to any of my podcasts. Has she listened to any podcasts? Um, oh, when she was pregnant, she was listening to a lot of pregnancy podcasts. So she got a lot of terrible advice from people. Oh, my God. The advice was really dumb. Especially oh. the, the, the ones geared toward... Uh, the men, because most of them were like, you should be a, you know, a dad. Like, you should care. I know. You know how many people no tell me that? It's like, they're like, you you know, you're really going to, your life's going to change. You're really going to have to care. I'm like, yeah, we've been trying for like four years and have gone through a lot. So, yes, I will be involved. Like, this is going to happen, guys. Meanwhile, the kid's in the, I'm laying on my bed, like, watching a video with my headphones in. So, yeah, I'm real involved right now. But, you know, to the point. I bought her, We bought our trampoline today, guys. Come on. More, more parent of the year do you want? So, Al, why don't you tell everyone uh, how you're doing today, where you're, lo- you're located in, like, a pop culture, like, hub right now. Because we're doing this via video. Oh, and, yeah. And your your man cave is something else, man. Yeah, so now that we have all this time, um, you know, by ourselves, I've been trying to do more stuff to it, like spruce it up. Um, I actually, because we can't go to the gym anymore now, um, because we are again trapped in our houses. I uh, I installed a pull up bar. I'm 
I kind of want to always have a camera on it just to capture the one time it just completely just breaks and I fall down the steps. So you mean the first time you use it? No, it would be the second time. The first time I did try it out. It works pretty well. Um, you know, it's fun um, working from home now. It's uh, totally not for me. No, it's not. It's not fun. I was I was being a little facetious. No, sarcastic. That's a better word. So it's, it's the same word, basically. Thank you. Facetious. I can't say the facetious. word. Facetious. Thank you. You can say it for me. There's going to be a lot of that in this podcast. Um, my wife is also working from home. She's a, a seventh grade teacher. Um, I work uh, for a social media company when I'm not uh, uh, begrudgingly managing editing the website. Which is basically just telling me, dude, do this. Dude, you should do this. Um, so we are – we're both working from home and the fun thing – I don't know if you've experienced this yet, but is when you both uh, – you and your significant other have a call at the same time and there's also a child running around and no, no one is watching them. <laughs> No, no. My wife's an attorney slash hence why I can afford a house. Um, And uh, no, we don't have calls. We mostly just have like uh, me constantly getting phone calls patched in from my office for tech support for um, my job. So I can't even go eat, put something in my mouth or go to the bathroom without someone calling me saying my television has lost this channel what do you mean i have to turn it on um and you think i'm joking but that happens way more than you think and uh my wife's an attorney so she's she does everything in the morning beforehand and courts are mostly closed but we have a little five-year-old who's really likes to do stuff all the time Mm -hmm. and in fact it's almost 10 o'clock at night and she is not calming down yeah, yeah. This is this is reality, guys. This is why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> That's right. Um, and I, I feel like this podcast is just really going to be just an introduction to this podcast, as usually yeah. all episode zeros are. I don't even think we should go into the topics, but maybe we should just explain the topics to people. Oh, we're going to go into the topics. No, I, th- I think we should save that for the first official episode, and this is more like Hey guys, we have a new podcast coming out. Check it out. You just totally bailed on it because you heard me. Like Bill is stumbling through everything. We're gonna make this episode zero. Um, I like episode zero. I, I think it's it's helpful. Um, and yeah, I think because this intro has gone on way too long for it to be a, a full episode. Oh no, dude! I, I actually came up with the format, man. We we totally can have an episode. At least we can t- touch on some of it. You know what I mean? That's true. We should touch on some of the stuff. So this way people get a, a taste, a flavor, an appetizer, like some good buffalo wings. Exactly. Al, what's well, your, what's you your go- We are, uh, you know, the Pop Breaks, a pop culture site. Um, the, the podcast that we're doing is a pop culture podcast. But this is a very strange time for pop culture. Oh, it totally is. And so it's like basically what we're going to be doing here is talking about some like serious head scratching moments that we've seen happen. Uh, one of them is not really something we talk about on thepopbreak.com that often. Uh, then we're going to also be ta- sports. Um, uh, so then we're going to be then we're going to be uh, having a segment called a slice of fried gold, and that will be evident once we exp- we talk explain what we're talking about. Uh, we also have the oh I, I named all these segments I should know. We're going to be have the soundtrack of our quarantine, which is going to be like just like a band or a song or someone we're recommending you guys listen to. During this time, and the final one is uh, basically, uh, it's given us hope. Something to look forward to 
um, post-quarantine, post-all this insanity, and uh, based on some news stuff that we've seen uh, in the in, on the internet. So, uh, Al, let's kick it off with um, what the hell just happened here in sports. Tom Brady's going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What in the shit is that? <laughs> You're a Giants fan. I'm a Giants fan. We naturally hate Tom Brady. I don't naturally hate Tom Brady. As as a Giants fan, we can respect, you know, respect the GOAT that he probably is. But he's uh, not. He is the GOAT. Um, mm. eh, probably not. You know, but cheating helps. Cheating does help. So, uh, getting back to the crux of the matter, the Buccaneers? I thought it was going to be the Tennessee Titans. I, I read or heard someone talking about him going to the Chargers, which would well, make more sense. Well, I mean, it was they got rid of Rivers, and he's a California kid, and so they thought that. There was always these uh, conspiracy theories he would go to the 49ers, which I never believed. Uh, I thought it was going to be Tennessee because, like, Vrabel, for his former teammate, got a great running back in Derrick Henry, awesome defense. They probably just needed to add another receiver, super strong tight end. And then they give Ryan Tannehill a whole bunch of money, which I think is going to backfire because we've seen what happens there. Yeah. They don't pay Derrick Henry, by the way. They give him a franchise tag, which is dumb. But I guess they're thinking, hey, he's a running back. The wheels will fall off soon enough. Tannehill was – he was like – I was scared every week putting him in – in my fantasy lineup. You were scared every week about every player in your fantasy lineup when the, the pop break fantasy but, league. But specifically him because he was like very consistent. Mediocre. A, like, but like mediocre consistent. Like he was like, just like, yes, I did okay. He's a game manager. I mean, that's the thing. He's not. He, so I'm talking about. Hi, bud. Thanks for making my bed. <laughs> so he's like very He's solid. Like he's not a he's not a game breaker. You know, Derrick Henry's the game breaker. Yeah. And so I thought I'm like that's a perfect spot for Tom Brady. They got that guy Mar- um that wide receiver Brown who's super good. I'm like, oh man, this would be great. You know, he's gonna he be came in late too. Like late into last season, like he just kind of blew up. Yeah. And like I like Brady that's and they've got um Delaney Walker who's an awesome tight end. I'm like that is perfect for Tom Brady. Um, but Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. I, let's talk Char- about let's talk about that money for a second, so just people know. I'm pulling that up. He, so, I know I already got it in front of me. Uh, me too. It's a two year, fifty million dollar deal. It's fully guaranteed. Includes up to nine million in additional incentives. No trade clause, and they cannot use any tags on him. So. He is looking. That's the the tea leaf readers in the NFL are saying he's not going to play past this contract, which is nuts. That's crazy. He's, I mean, he can't be on a start. I mean, to, I mean, we've never seen him before a fifty year old being a starting quarterback in the NFL, or like and a, and a good one at that. But I mean, you you see it with with other athletes. LeBron's a great example of just like. Oh, Modern God, younger than me, <laughs> but, not, but but in the sense, I mean, like to playing his level at his age. I mean, he's been. I mean, LeBron has been playing 
since 2003. That's crazy to think about. It's 2020. Sure. Uh, you know, and Brady Brady is like, again, he's just like a, 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 a myth at this point in terms of just like, you know, physicality. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, when you're drinking avocado water and sitting in like a porcelain pod, yeah, yeah that, you know. When get, you have your own uh, fitness regimen slash uh, cult. cult book. Uh, he had literally like you can buy, uh, was it uh, TB12? TB12, yeah. TB12 products, not just the book itself. And the and the mantra, whatever. Um, it, yeah, I think the money and the money makes sense. They're gonna For sell. Him, yeah, they're gonna make, they're gonna make that in jerseys alone in Tampa. Oh sure. Like, you know, it's the crazy thing is just Tampa. Like again, and, but they don't have a, post made sense. They they don't have a great running back there. I think Ronald Jones is their running back. He's fine. They do have good receivers in Godwin and Mike Evans. They have two tight ends in O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait. Uh, so they're really good there. But the rest of that team, man, that's not the Patriots. I like Bruce Arians as a coach, man, but, like, I don't know. They're just okay. Like, you, th- I, I, I just was considering him going to, like, um, a ready-made contender, and I don't see Tampa Bay as a ready-made contender. Well, I think here's the bigger question. Like, I think the reason I said San Diego – um, is because he wants to like produce movies and stuff. Like have a production. he wanted to do the LeBron thing. He wants to do the LeBron thing. Why? Like you don't need the money to get beat up for two years. Like you can re- you could have retired twenty years. Uh, you know, with the Patriots, with the dynasty, basically. Like one hundred percent dynasty. Um, you know why? Why two more years throwing the football? I don't think Belichick wanted him there anymore. No, I know, but why? Why not retire and then go do your? You know, I don't because I don't think he. I I mean, not in a bad way. I'm going to say this, but ego. Like, I mean, like, just like he's like, hey, I can do it without Belichick. And let's not sleep on Bruzarians as a head coach in the NFL. He's very good. Like, I'll pull up his resume real quick. I mean, he's been to Super Bowls. Like, he is a regarded coach. He might be, even be a Hall of Fame coach, you know. He's, um, pull him up real quick on the old Wikipedia here. Um, listen, he was, you know, his head coach in Tampa Bay, head coach in Arizona during their best years. You know, Pittsburgh Steelers offensive coordinator to, from 07 to 11. I mean, that's a, that's a really good time for them, man. You know, um... So and he's a New Jersey native, um, but he's he's a dude who knows how to get the best out of his players. So he it's he's going into a really good coaching situation, but at the same time, it's just like I think he it's a lot of ego of like I can do it without Belichick. I can I am as good as people say I am. It's the best answer that you can probably give at this point because there's absolutely no reason for him to stay. Like he's not he has nothing to prove. He proved that. You can win a Super Bowl uh, at, 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 as an old, old man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Relatively speaking, like, yes. Yeah. Relatively speaking. Like, he doesn't need to win any more MVPs. He doesn't need to win any more championships. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like, it's no question. But, yeah, he, he wants to separate his legacy from Belichick, saying, I don't need Belichick to win. Yeah, that's it. I, that, that, that's the... But here, so... 
not that, the- not that we know what's going to happen, but predicting it, do you think he can replicate what he's done in years past in Tampa? Can he can he bring Tampa? And I'm not saying to the Super Bowl, but could he bring Tampa Bay to a winning season and playoff berth? Which is not something that's very consistent for Tampa Bay. It's tough, man. It's tough because it's it's obviously a rebuilding year for them. With I mean, like they're really just like starting from scratch with mm. and just building the team around him and like re-signing like Jason Pierre-Paul and things like that. Like they're they're making smart moves. Like definitely, they have like a ton of like their team is like made made up of like mostly like first round draft picks. Like at this point, mm-hmm. uh, I I can. Maybe maybe a winning season, but no playoff berth year one, but year two gets into playoffs if, if they play their cards right. Hmm. I mean, how's that division look? Well, I'm going to tell you in a second because I, I totally forgot who's in the NFC South at this point. Uh, let's see. It's a tough division, man. Because right now you're looking at a division that has the... Atlanta Falcons, who just signed Todd Gurley. Yeah. Carolina Panthers, who just put Teddy Bridgewater as their starting quarterback. And I like Teddy Bridgewater a lot. Um, You have the goddamn New Orleans Saints, who are not getting any worse because I think they just signed Emmanuel Sanders. So that's another weapon Drew Brees has. And uh, Drew Brees, who's an ageless wonder to me. And, And then you got the Bucks. So... I think the Panthers are probably the worst of that bunch, maybe. Maybe, though. I mean, I don't know, because, like, you still have Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, you and still, they're, getting, they're you, getting rid of Cam, right? Uh, yeah, they're going to um, they gotta trade him. I, uh, well, he he doesn't. He said they, they forced him into this, but, yeah, they're looking to trade him. I don't know if they're going to get anything for him of huge note and value or who even would want him. Not saying Cam Newton's a bad football player. I'm just saying, what's the glaring need for a team for for something like this? I mean, the Bears just trade for Nick Foles. Um, Philip Rivers just went to the Colts, and um, I don't I don't really know who else. Giants just signed Colt McCoy, so <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll I see. mean, I. I I think it's a tough division, obviously, just with how how you described it. I mean, the Saints already are just like always that's, that's my that, that's my team for the Super Bowl for this year for the NFC. That's your team. That's my team. But the Manuel Sanders going there, I don't think they really lost anyone crazy big on defense. I think, um, I think the 49ers are still very good. They traded one of their best uh, defensive players recently. Um, so I don't know, man. Like I think it's the same. The Saints were a play away from winning. I thought it was crazy that they lost in that playoff round. Yeah, I think the 49ers are going to have that Rams like hangover, and I think it's going to be the Saints this year. Well, I guess we'll see. I mean, Breeze is just like you want that guy to win. He's the best. He's the man. Well, so who if you're putting together an, a Super Bowl this year, who do you, who do you think is going to be? Because for me, it's Saints Chiefs. I'd love, I would love Saints Chiefs. Like, that'd be like, awesome. That's an ideal game. I would, I would, I would eat so many wings during that. Yeah, that's it. So I, I mean, I know this started as a Tom, Tom Brady, Brady discussion. Is, but, is on the Bucks, but now I just want to 
just talk about how great a Chiefs Saints game would be. <laughs> I just want to talk about Buffalo wings personally, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm more of a honey barbecue guy or a sweet chai, sweet chai, sweet chai chili brother. Oh man. Oh, by the way, shout out to, I remember when I brought, we the first time I had the Sweet Thai Chili Doritos was at our friend Logan Fowler's uh, bachelor party. Those are good. And let's give a big shout out to uh, Pop Break Original Logan Fowler, who's going to be a dad real soon. Oh, yeah, that's right. I honestly thought for a second you were going to give a shout out to those Doritos. Well, first off, those Doritos are like, God kiss you on the cheek, man. They're so good. But Hey, uh, Doritos, if you're out there. We could use a sponsor. <laughs> I mean, or just free chips for yeah, Al, free chips for Al. I mean, I, I shouldn't really be eating chips. I've been stress eating so much. I uh, bought so much food. I have a like, lot of food. I have bought a ton of food, but I really didn't buy a ton of snacks. I'm pretty proud of that. I have a lot of snacks. Sue's so like, um, I couldn't find like the type of bread we normally get, so I got chocolate babka, and I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> it's like, so I signed up for that uh, Peloton's doing that free 90 day trial. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do you do- have a bike. I have an exercise bike in my house. We got from my oh, that's great. Yeah. Not a Peloton bike, but just a bike. So, that's... so I'm just gonna be like, well, I'll attempt not to be fat. So, Brady's so, going to the Bucks. Brady's going to the Bucks, guys. This that was our WTF moment. What the French? <laughs> oh, I I appreciate you making my bed, kid. Thank you. Uh, all right. So let's move on to our next one. Uh, a slice of fried gold. Which now, it, why did you name it that? Why did you name this section that? Uh, it's just a little. So obviously, if you don't get the reference, it is from um, was it spaced right? So it's from Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, and Nick Frost says, "Was it Simon, uh, one of the either Pegg or Frost says, how's this for a slice of fried gold?'" And it's uh, basically just a little piece of awesomeness that just popped up on the internet that we found that just, especially during a time like this, man, it's just like. So much anxiety, so much stress, so much information coming our way that it changes every day, you know, and, and just like one day it's just like, hey, maybe in a week or two, everything's going to be awesome. And then the next day, next hour, you're hearing like, oh, maybe 18 months from now, it'll be OK. So a slice of fried goal is just this little morsel of something awesome that's going to just that gets us through the day and that we want to recommend to you guys to check out. So, Al, you're the one who discovered this, so why don't you set the table for us? Yes. So, as we both type in the goddamn thing. Uh, well, I mean, I just want to make sure I get all the information right. But the great thing about, I mean, we, you already mentioned Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, uh, my favorite comedy duo probably ever. Um, mm. Absolutely obsessed with Shaun of the Dead. It's like, it's, Shaun of the Dead is my favorite movie of all time. Uh, Absolutely, hot, one of my favorites. Exactly, Hot Fuzz, World's End, uh, Space is one of the best TV shows ever created. Just celebrated uh, what twenty years last year. Twenty years, yeah. That Absolutely. podcast we were supposed to do it never happened. <laughs> oh, we should do that too. Oh, we, we, I mean, we got do that as a bonus episode. So we have the time. Um, so All we got to do you, is get Logan and Melissa Jobin, and we'll be good. That's right. So you know, as you mentioned, crazy times we are living in. Uh, a lot of people are doing like a lot of celebrities are doing like PSAs. Um, I know, did not I, listen to that Gal Gadot Imagine thing, man. I just saw her singing. I'm just PSA. like, I'm not. That did not that work. A PSA. That was just a bunch of crap. Um, 
but you know, but the PSAs, some of them, you know, have been good or some of them have been weird, like good. The Mel Brooks one, Mel Brooks and uh, uh, Max Brooks, who Max we Brooks. that's an OG pop break interview right there. That's great. Max Brooks. Awesome. Uh, really nice dude. You've, and, met him? Uh, You've met him. I yeah. You know what? <laughs> real, real quick aside. I was at probably one of my first New York Comic Cons and he was doing a signing and he was just at the booth. Like there was no Which line. One? What was thing. it for the the zombie the survivor got to the zombie apocalypse or World War Z? It was it was uh it was a few years after that. It was a new zombie yeah, book, but yeah. it wasn't World War Z. I know what you mean. It was one of his, I don't think that hit as well as the other ones. It didn't. It didn't because it wasn't like a you know a movie deal or anything after. Did but you anyway. like World War Z? I didn't see World War Z or it, read it. It's a good movie till the <laughs> final act, and then they've been like teasing the sequel for like, gosh, I want to say 11, 12 years at this point. Like, isn't like Fincher involved too? Yeah, and it's just like give it up. Yeah, give it up because so, like it was like this whole world war, and then it was like, oh, by the way, here comes the sequel, and then the sequel's never been made. <laughs> so the Max the Max Brooks story, then and then I just wa- I walked up to him and I was like, hey. And he's like, hey. And I'm just talking to him for a second. And uh, I was like, how much of the books? He's like, don't worry about it. He signed it and handed it to me. So he gave me a copy of uh, the Zombie Survival Guide. That's awesome. That's, that's really nice. We, uh, we yeah. interviewed him at um, Rutgers because that's where the site for the popbreak.com started out of Rutgers because of my lineage. And uh, Max Barna interviewed him. Just gr- talked to him. And he was like the super open, just nicest dude ever, man. And I didn't even put two and two together. He was Daddy, Mel Brooks' son. You can come in here. So talking. You can come in here. So I can't. I can't, bud. I gotta do something. Daddy, this is comfy. I know it's a bed, so I gotta. But everything's hooked up over here. Yeah. Uh, so the the Max Brooks Mel Brooks PSA was great. Uh, uh, the weird one is the just the Matthew McConaughey. Talking to the camera. I haven't I seen know. that one yet. It's strange. So like I again, saw the which one of the Gallagher brothers did one. Oh god, <laughs> that was like a wash your hands. He was like making a he was making really weird covers of Wonderwall and Supersonic. But in which the, one was uh, that Noel or Liam? Because every it, time I it was Liam. He was taking the piss out of it. Which yeah. Is not so okay. I a little inside baseball. Anytime I would request stuff for Al for the Gallagher's because he's obsessed. I would um, get the names wrong every time. Yes. Every single time. And the publicist almost, would be Almost like, like on purpose. I, it, and it wasn't. It I just know. wasn't because it's just like, I just can't keep them straight. Because one's what's High Flying Birds and the other one is like. Just by himself. It's just like his, his like, you know, Ant Circus or whatever it is. <laughs> well, Flea see, that's, circus, that's, that's, that's how you get confused. It's Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds and then it's just Liam Gallagher. Surprise! Yep, there she is. Oh, Sophie. So. so Good PSAs, strange PSAs, and then the just stupid things like the Imagine nonsense. Um, so uh, uh, the one that really just uh, you know took it to another level um, was Simon Pegg and Nick Frost uh, basically reimagining one of the best scenes from Shaun of the Dead um, as a quarantine PSA. Uh, you know, the uh, go to mom's, kill Phil, uh, wait for all this to blow over. Uh, if, if you don't know the sequence, just Google it. Uh, whatever. Go into Ask Jeeves. Find it. Ask uh, Jeeves. Why don't you just use Lycos at that point? Oh, man. That's older than me. So, yes. uh, it, it's fantastic. Uh, it was just, a, a, like like you said, a slice of fried gold. It was something that 
made us smile while the world was burning around us. Um, you need to watch it. Hey, so what's the plan? Right. Call mum. Make sure she's okay. If Philip has been infected, follow the NHS guidelines to the letter. Don't you want to kill him? Well, of course I want to kill him. I just can't right now. Oh. Don't go to Liz's. What if I'm horny? Well, she's my girlfriend. All right. Grey? What do you mean, all right? Gr ah, yeah. I see what you're doing. I know it's 2020, but the original joke wasn't intended as homophobic. It was more a comment on the absurdity of straight male appropriation of homophobic signifiers in order to denote their aversion to emotional candidness. Do not go to the Winchester. The pub is out. Even if it's shut? Especially if it's closed. Remember what happened the last time? Yeah. If you can, stay at home, have a cup of tea, and wait for all this to blow over. Above all, don't be a twat about things. We're all in this together. Don't be selfish. Look after each other. Give someone a call if you think they might be lonely. Okay? How are you doing? I'm running out of toilet paper. Have you got any? Uh, yes. I'm sorry, mate. I'm down to my last uh, sheet. I know. You take care. Okay, buddy. Bye. Bye-bye. I think my favorite part really is like the part where he goes, um, okay, guy. And so he said, or whatever. And he, it's supposed to, in the original line from Sean of the Day, he's like, okay, gay. That's what Nick Frost says. And then Simon goes into the whole explanation why they said that. And I was like, wow, that is so perfect. It's yeah. so perfect. And I, those two, I mean, that's from their production company though, right? Cause they're, they've got a lot of stuff in the hopper that's coming down the, that's coming, right? What do you mean what, uh, from their production company? Um, well, the the YouTube page where you sent it from. Oh yeah, it must be. Um, yeah, that that's uh, they have a production company together. Um, they did one film, like they produced one film that just like went completely under the radar. What movie was that? Um, that was a uh, was Slaughterhouse Rules. Oh, that looked really good too. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. that was like one of those ones that just came out at a weird time. It like it was like after Halloween and like it, it hit like at different times in the UK and the US. Mm -hmm. But definitely an awesome video. It's just like one of those like two minute things. If you're a big Nick Frost, Simon Pegg fan, like go check that out. And I'll go check out Space too. I, it was on Netflix. It might be on another streaming service at this point. I, I think it might be on Hulu at this point. Let me check. I'll just type in Space and say because usually if you type in it like a, a thing, it'll just like a, a property, it'll show up. It's right on on Tubi or Tubby and Hulu if you have a subscription. It's it's a two season long series. It's one of the best, and that's where I, I ended up meeting Simon Pegg because of that show. And I also I, met Bill Hader and Paul Rudd because of that too. Oh yeah, you because you went to the release of the of the DVD box set, right? In the US. Right, and and I high five Simon, and it was like 110 degrees in New York City. My hand slipped off his hand, and I almost uh, did a palm strike into Simon Pegg's nose, putting it through his brain. And he freaked out. He was like, "Oh my god, don't kill me!" And then he came back later, and we joked about it. But yeah, I also it was like David Cross was there. That's amazing. Uh, Paul Rudd was there, who's the tiniest man alive. Bill Hader was there, tallest man alive. My God, that guy is—he is a giant. Gigantic. He is a giant man. He really is. By the way, uh, have you watched Barry? Yeah, of course. 
I've only seen bits and pieces. I saw the one episode with the the kung fu episode where he fights the karate instructor, Bill, and the please. daughters there. It's great. Well, have, now I have time. I, I can you have time. It. You got to watch Barry. I have to finish off Hilda, which is like the cartoon series on Netflix that my two of my best friends won an Emmy for. So I have to finish that one first. Nah, you're I'm fine. a terrible friend. You are. Yeah, I, you know this firsthand. Where like I I performed Al's wedding. I'm a terrible friend. Horrible. Uh, well, that was that was a slice of fried gold. That was a slice of fried gold. Uh, now the next one we're going to be talking our next segment. We have segments here, guys. Is the soundtracker for quarantine? So like, what's a band man we'd recommend or a song or something like that? Did you would really just put out to the people and why? Um, I'm gonna give you a uh, a new band slash one song because they actually don't have an album out yet. I they, feel like I, I think know just, what band it is. Yeah, you definitely know. But you have, and I think they have like a, a a few singles and maybe like an EP out, but no like actual uh, album out yet. Um, the band's called Inhaler. That uh, is not the band I thought you were gonna say. Oh but. no, um, they're from Dublin. Oh, uh, nice. Yes, uh, they're very very cool. Um, By I very cool, are they like Coldplay? Because I know like. You have terrible no, recommendations for me sometimes. I, not really. They're, it's mm. they're um mm. the fun thing about them. So the lead singer, uh, it's a it's a uh, it's a quartet band. Mm. Uh, lead singer is the son of Bono. Oh shit! Yeah. So wait, I have wait, found. Wait, have I have I heard them before? I don't know. I I I want you to listen to them. Oh, okay, um, now I'm gonna have to listen to them. Um. So I found out about them. Because I was reading an interview with Noel Gallagher, of course, and someone asked him like, "Hey, if your kids were ever uh, like, would you like encourage your kids to be in a band or, or you know, or you know, do what you do?" And he goes, "Yeah, as long as they're good, like you know, Bono's kids good. Like I would definitely support them if they were that." And I was like, "Wait, Bono's kid has a band?" So I looked it up, and then even more interesting, one of the songs and the videos that they. Um, that they put out was directed by Noel's daughter. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. So, uh, inhaler, um, their newest single, uh, ice cream Sunday. It's just like, forget about the world. Like really just like, like a really genuinely good song. Just, it puts you in a great mood. And, uh, the guy's got a great, I mean, he got a great voice from his dad. (laughs) Like it is excellent. Uh, I'll play a little clip here. You know what was a good uh, song by, like, a kid of a famous singer? Remember the band Fiction Plane? No. That's Sting Sun, and they did a song called Two Sisters. That was, like, a mid-aughts type uh, British alternative, kind of, like, same time, like, Kaiser Chiefs, where it's coming out. Uh-huh. Very cool band. I remember I interviewed the lead singer, and I actually had to sing the song to prove that I actually liked it to him. But oh, unfortunately, wow. the recording, I recorded on the side of the parkway at a rest stop, and the audio was complete garbage, as Sophie just, like, mm. paws at me right now. Um, what's up, pal? Mm. I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to go downstairs? No. No? Okay, then go into bed. Why do you want I'm doing what? Why aren't you putting... Oh, I'll put my friendship bracelet on. Don't worry. Sorry, Sophie made us friendship bracelets. So yeah, Two Sisters by Fiction Playing Man. That's a pretty good one if you're looking for like, hey, this is a famous kid. Wasn't isn't Duncan Jones a fame uh, the son of a famous singer? Yeah, a famous uh, famous dad, David David Bowie. <laughs> of a famous Bowie. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I was originally going to say, listen, if you're, you know, St. Patrick's Day didn't happen this year as it normally would. So to, sorry, I'm putting a friendship bracelet on, um, is I, you know, going old school and kicking it back to a band called Clancy Brothers, which has all your favorite Irish drinking songs. But I decided to go for something a little more near and dear and a little more personal. Uh, especially with Bandcamp kind of waiving fees recently, I highly recommend the whole catalog of a band called Modern Chemistry, um, fronted by one of the an OG predating Al, which is very rare uh, writer for the site um, by the name of Joe Zorzi, and another writer by the name of Brendan Hurricane or Hurricane. Shut up, Brendan is how I always talk to him. Is uh, they uh, started out their first show ever was at a pop break show we did at the Wonder Bar in Asbury Park, and they very much started out as kind of like post-emo type Taking Back Sunday influence band. And now have inf- – I, I don't know if, Al, if you've listened to any of the newer stuff. I did. Very much a Bon Iver, very synth-based type sound right now. Um, always releasing some new stuff. I, I highly recommend – they just dropped a new one. I, I want to get the correct name for that. But – this is a band who, to me, and yes, I am biased because I've known Joe for a very long time. And, you know, like I said, we gave him their first show, but has really gone above and beyond what local bands would do. And I think they are going to, they should be huge. So I'm going to pull up that band. I'm going to pull up their latest. Uh, Please Don't Let Me Disappear is their newest one. That's their latest release. I highly recommend a 2017 full length, um, everything in gold. They did a, like a whole U.S. tour on that, and I highly recommend that. They often play if you're in New Jersey. Uh, Taking Back Sunday does their holiday shows, and they are always uh, an opener for one of those shows. And why I can never cut them on a pop break Christmas show. Um, but yeah, Modern Chemistry, definitely great music for your time in quarantine, man. I also sang. Um, a cover of the Outfields, Your Love with them on stage at the Pop Break Christmas, uh, fifth year anniversary show. I feel like that's like a top five Bodkin moment. It, you know, it is. It really is. But it also, it's like an in-joke between me and the band because their first show they ever did for us, they only had like three three original songs. So they legit, and I timed a 10-minute cover of that song. So that was always a running joke. And then he like... Joe just looked at me, winked, and like did the song. And then I was like, well, I'm going to jump on stage and sing it with him. And then another pop rec writer, Nick Pocaro, he decided to glom off my on my spotlight and sing it as well. A lot, a lot of pop rec people getting sh- shout outs tonight. Well, I mean, hey, man. Uh, let's go to our, our final segment. It's called uh, It's Giving Us Hope. Or maybe we just should just call it A New Hope because it makes it's a lot more savvy. That's true. Um, and this is basically, like I said at the top, is a segment talking about just stuff we've read that's going to make us super stoked for, you know, when all this madness stops or just even in the future um, about stuff that's really cool. And that's going to be revolving around season two of The Mandalorian. And in the last 24 hours, we've got two huge announcements one of them being that Robert Rodriguez is uh, tapped to direct not one, but multiple episodes of the series. And that Rosario Dawson is going to be uh, joining the Mandalorian uh, as 
Now, part of me, Star Wars fans, I, I is Ahsoka, which Ahsoka. is which is a character I want to say from Star Wars Rebels. It's actually uh, so. It I think Wars? she is. I think she is again. Sorry, Star Wars fans. I think she is in Rebels. Um, she was introduced in the Clone Wars, um, and basically, it, she's uh, uh, Anakin's Padawan. So she starts as Anakin's uh, apprentice. Um, that's the whole like one of the main like storylines throughout the the series. Uh, we're talking about being quarantined and having like a watch list, which is probably another segment we'll introduce next week. Um, that's something that's on my watch list. Like everyone keeps telling me now that you know the whole series on Disney Plus, and they just um, they're finally ending the series. The series never had a yeah. proper ending they have a final season that is currently airing on disney plus um i've always wanted to watch it yeah same the casting is fantastic i mean i I said this online is this with sarah is that the one sarah michelle geller's in or no is that rebels we did by the way go to thepopbreak.com and check out our interview with sarah michelle geller and was it freddie jr too he's in it we did not talk to him about Uh, yes you're right sarah michelle geller was the the only interview so um, going back to the casting, Rosario Dawson, hands down one of one of my favorite actresses slash one of the most underrated actresses. Have ever. you watched uh, any of Briar Patch on USA? No. Again, on the watch list. I can't wait to watch that because I have seen some I, of it. And uh, did you watch Mad Men at all? Of course. So J.R. Ferguson is in it. Uh, he played the uh, the guy that Peggy ends up with in the end. Yes. So he he's in it. Uh, I've watched it. It's very trying to go for a Twin Peaks vibe, which yeah. listen, I could always get down with that. Alan, I, I do we watch that at the same time? We we pretty did, much I, right. We watched the, the 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 new series. I I season one uh, two though. I watched one and two. I don't think we watched it together. One and two. I think we were like you started a little bit after me. Oh, because you started you started around the time I did. Yeah, but I think I had finished it by the time – like, or I was way ahead of you at that time. I think you finished and then I started and then we watched the new series together. Uh, you, me, and uh, our former coworker Kelly McGovern. My god, that show. I still have nightmares about that show. I still think season three was such a letdown in so many ways. I don't, I don't know because I It's felt- good, but it's like those first two seasons are magical. I think the first season's magical. Oh, I think first season's I, so good. I think the second season is just so is is crazy. It is, but no, season one is just the best. Yeah, season one's great. I love. I you know what? I there's no. I don't have any fault with the third season because of how it ended. No, you're right. The third, they, they it just the, took forever to get to the point. Yeah, they nailed the ending, um, and the cameos in it were just ridiculous oh, too. Ridiculous. Wally Brando. <laughs> Michael Sarah, amazing. Oh uh, god, I totally forgot about that until you said it. Yeah, man. That was the best. Um, but yeah, let's go back to the Mandalorian. Yeah, I love which Rosario. by the way, so let's let's before we get into Rosario, who we're, yeah. we're both over the moon about this, mm-hmm. is I don't think I mean we've talked offline about this, but since we're now putting it to record, what we what did you think of the Mandalorian? Oh man. Uh just like quick reactions, like uh, it was the fact that we had 
Mandalorian and Watchmen like concurrently oh. at the same time. Oh, it was like we were living. That was the, the. I think that was like we're giving you guys something great before 2020 goes to shit. Yeah, like 2019. <laughs> like that was the that was great because they end they it, they literally ended the year with both of those shows, and it made me care about um, weekly television viewing again. I loved I mean, it. It was the water cooler. Like I would talk to my friends at work about those two shows. So and you love Baby Yoda, right? Yeah. I would literally watch it, and then I would go, I would go back with my daughter to show her just the Baby Yoda parts, and she got as much joy out of seeing it as I did, and then I got even double the joy by having to share Star Wars with my daughter because, like, she likes Ray. Okay, so she loves Ray, but I don't think she got as much joy out of seeing her as she does she did Baby Yoda. It very brief clips obviously yeah and the thing about that show too like i mean obviously both fans me and you but like it, it during a time when we were about to get rise of skywalker that's all people can talk about was baby yoda mandalorian like the show itself was like a a, a bigger cultural <laughs> cultural phenomenon than the ending of the skywalker saga which i liked but i have to say i think i like the mandalorian a hell of a lot better yeah, no, I'm just saying I – mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying like that people were more enthralled with that series than they were because it was everything we kind of wanted with the new series. Like we wanted something familiar but something, something totally new. different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been we saying that. I've been, say, I've been saying that for years. Like, I thought like Rogue One would have worked great as a television series. I thought Solo actually could have been a better, uh, a better television series uh, idea than – a movie, even though I didn't, we, you, me, and Lucas podcast about that. I yeah. still liked it, but man, as a show, it would have been great. But I, I think the Mandalorian was like the best of both worlds. It's true, and I, I totally agree with you. I think Rogue One would be a way better series, and we're going to get that now because we're going to get that the prequel series. Which, which uh, I mean, we hope. We hope I because mean, now it's like I mean, knows? Kenobi. I mean, that got derailed. Everything got derailed. Uh, everything is derailed at this point, but, but before, before even yes, before yeah. that, yeah, Kenobi was uh, was uh, not on hiatus, but just there was like some kind of pause on they, it. They cut the series order down, and they they switched showrunners. I think. Yeah, I mean, again, everything's changed now at this point. Who knows? Oh, sure. Who knows, who knows what the end of this year slash twenty twenty one is going to look like? Yeah, if we uh, even get so, the Mandalorian finished before this, you know, for the fall. Y- yeah. Yeah, I know they filmed a lot of it. They did, they did. But the 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 way that we're getting casting announcements now, something. So, if uh, my guess, because now we're going to go back into the news with with Rosario, mm-hmm. is that the character is going to play a larger role in season three, and maybe That's it's just introduced in two. Yeah, I feel I, like I'm wondering if it already I, happened. I wonder if they, you, if like they filmed it already and then announced because they floated that was floated out there for a while. I wonder if they filmed it already, and then they were like floating it out there, and now they're like, okay, guys, you know, hey, times are tough and stuff like that. Instead of keeping it as a surprise, they're like, oh, Rosario Dawson is going to be this character. Oh, just to keep up, like just to keep up enthusiasm for it. That makes sense because or I would just kept give, that secret. Or maybe just give people just some sort of positivity. Yeah, glimmer of glimmer of hope. Like they didn't need to announce Robert Rodriguez. Like they didn't need to announce, which we haven't touched upon yet. Um, 
I love the fact they have Robert Rodriguez, and Me he's, he's going to be. I mean, you and I mean, he's been interviewed on the Um There you go. From, you showed me from Dust Till Dawn, which was really awkward to watch with your dad when you're 15 years old. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Um, you were probably five. Um, what year was that? I probably 95? watched in '96. All right, I was like five. Uh, I'm like way old. No, I'm like way older than Al. Um, is I I loved it. Like we saw Taika Waititi's, uh, who we've also interviewed on the Pop Break. Is uh, you know we saw his style in season one. And I'm looking forward to seeing what a Robert Rodriguez Star Wars thing would look like. Yeah, because everyone said Alita Battle Angel was awesome. Uh, yeah. Again, on my watch list, it's on. Uh, I think it's on HBO now. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I, I, no, and no, it's I coming. That's why it's called HBO now. Mm, there you go. There right. you go. Learn but, some every day. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, I think I love. I mean, Rosario Dawson's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and hey, man, if she's going to be a, a good guy, her and the Mandalorian and Gina Carano and maybe Carl Weathers, that's a hell of a team. Mando. Mando. That was the best. Uh, Every, that finale I've watched at least five times already. I can't spell Mandalorian because of Carl Weathers. Because I always want to write M-A-N-D-O. Is it Mandalorian? It's Mandalorian. Shit. I the Mandalorian. It. I would have spelled it wrong. I know. It's. I blame Carl Weathers. Have you really dived into a lot of Disney Plus stuff yet or no? Yeah, so um, I was... Uh, I mean, Frozen 2 is what's been dominating. I haven't watched Frozen 2... Uh, well, because now, because you know, I, uh, you, you have a little one. I have a little one as well. Um, we've been trying to find stuff that we can watch that won't make us like, like rip our hair out. Uh, like little baby bums on Netflix is something that makes me like, like gives me nightmares. <laughs> yeah, um, but, yeah. You know, we watched a lot of the, you know the old Pixar movies. I I, I, I discovered the the new Ducktail series is amazing. Um, new season starting in a couple weeks. Yeah, April uh, like the first Eighth? week. April. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I mean, very excited. It's the, very good show. That next, we'll save that for next next time. We can definitely talk about that because that uh-huh. that 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 deserves a whole segment. I highly recommend because you know what you, you're gonna get bogged down with the the different nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney content, and then the you know the new stuff, you know like onwards going to be here uh, before April we third. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I recommend watching the um, the original docu series, the um, the uh, the Imagineering story. I have been watching that; it's really Fantastic. great, so good. Like if you're if you like if you love like going to the Disney parks, which and, I, I just did in October, which was great. Yeah, and 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 you're interested in like the inner workings of like how they make things so detailed or why they do things a certain way. Like definitely watch the Imagineering story. Um, and, uh, I watched, did you finish it? The one day at Disney. Yeah. I watched both. I just, I binged it. One day at Disney. All right. I'll have to check that out. I've, I've done, I've seen the, the one where they, they talk about the documentary about like them change over to the Chris, the holiday stuff. That was cool. Uh, the parks to like Christmas stuff and Imagineering. I'm on the Bob. I they just got into Bob Iger. So okay. So so the one day at Disney, I guess they were filming them kind of concurrently. Is um, one day from the perspective of different people from the parks. Hmm. That's so like you'll see like you know someone who runs the the train 
ride and then someone who does this uh it's not it's actually not just the parks i think it's it's uh everything so mm-hmm. you actually like one of the uh one of the people in the documentary um makes the uh she she's like the head uh artist that makes all of the books inspired by uh oh, cool. disney movies it's so so interesting oh, that's uh, cool I definitely recommend that. I know we were talking about Mandalorian, but yeah. Uh, is there, I highly recommend if you're going to dive into something. Yeah, like DuckTales is great. We'll, we'll go into okay. the next episode. I highly recommend uh, an old school film. Something I grew up because I remember watching Disney Channel when I was way young in the 80s. Definitely check out 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea with Kirk Douglas, who just recently passed away. It, it holds up. It's it's a really fun, old-school, like, action fantasy film. I definitely recommend checking that out. That used to be a ride at Disney. But, yeah, man, check that out. It's a, it's a good, like, hour and a half, two-hour watch. You heard it here, folks. Yeah, man. Watch Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Now you can finally do it. Now you, can, now you have the time. You have no, no choice. All right, man. So that's going to be our, our first episode. So, Al, where can people – like, we'll wrap this up like we did on the podcast. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I and plug am, your stuff you know you need to plug. Yeah, I am at Al Manorino on Instagram and Twitter. I am a photographer and managing editor for thepopbreak.com. So if you check out thepopbreak.com, you can see um, – uh, I know this – it's a weird topic, but concert photography? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which might not be happening for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. I used to take photos of, of, of uh, musicians doing way more impressive things than I am doing. Um, yeah, I they're not doing that anymore. They're doing that online. <laughs> yeah. One uh, one of my favorites you took was – I have it somewhere. I don't know where it is right now. Uh, of Bruce at uh, the See Here Now Music Festival in Asbury Park. I hope that's still happening. <laughs> Yeah, I hope so too. Um, and then you know, you know, Al's also shot everyone from what Justin Timberlake, Pink, um, Coldplay, Coldplay, Jay Z, well, Gallagher Brothers. Uh, have you gotten both? I have. And uh, I'm trying to think of Chance. Chance. Yeah, you got Jay Z. Jay Z. I took a photo of. Of yeah, I think you also got a photo of, of Michael B. Jordan. Uh, I, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, did you do? The, uh, no, it was Kiate who got the one of like we. It was made in America. That's where you got chance of Lizzo and Cardi B doing opening sets. Oh, that was key. Yeah, that was a couple. I was like, I think. Yeah, and that's crazy. That was crazy. They're both openers. Oh yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, what's your photography site up? Because I know you're selling some prints. Oh yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, it's. Alfred Manorino. I have a very old school name, alfredmanorino.com. Uh, yeah, if you want to see some non-concert photography stuff, uh, just just photos from my life. Uh, there's if you if you see a photo and you're like, hey man, that looked great on a bath mat. It's it's your 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 lucky day. You can order that through Redbubble. Nice. I am not selling any of my wares, but. You can find me on Twitter at BodkinWrites, W-R-I-T-E-S, or I'm usually just tweeting about wrestling, and Al shakes his head every time I talk about wrestling. Uh, but most importantly, go to thepopbreak.com every day. I'm the editor-in-chief. I am uh, the owner and co-founder of the site where we celebrate our 10th anniversary. Uh, right now, content's coming a little slowly. We're letting all our writers and photographers you know, kind of get into this new way of life. Um, but we still got a lot of great stuff about 
movies, TV, music, uh, comic books, pro wrestling, tons of great stuff. Check us out every day at thepopbreak.com, at popbreak.com, all spelled out on Twitter, at thepopbreak on Instagram, and uh, forward slash popbreak.com, all spelled out on Facebook. And uh, yeah, check us out on Anchor. In all places you could find podcasts, I guess, Al, since you're handling that part of it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to doing this uh, once a week. Uh, if this continues, we might be hearing a lot more. So, for Al Manorino, I'm Bill Bodkin. And uh, for Sophie Bodkin, uh, thanks for checking us out. Bye.